So let's first explain what good of when, when precious and abstinence is something which is good. The name is going to say like this. I want this clear to us. Everything in this world is there to be a challenge to a person. We spoke about this right at the beginning. In the first paragraph, this is shown. He said everything that happens in this world is a person is an assign. It's an opportunity for him to grow. It's an opportunity for him to get better. We proved it, and the proof he brought was that's why Hashem created a person in this world, because there's nothing else in this world really which is of lasting value rather than being a sign. So that's his burden, that's clear to us. Not only that, but it's Amis Lano, and it's also Amis. We've also understood the truth that Gamkain, Raiv Khoshas Adam, Makirvas Taita Al Kalaros. That's also true, we know how weak a person is, and how easy it is for him to get influenced on everything bad. That doesn't need to be misbired. That's something which we know in ourselves. Misbired means it has to be explained to us. It's Amis, as we realize the truth of that. So as much as we know what's important, we also know that people are weak. And it's easy for people to be nechsha. And therefore, Yisbarer behechrech. Therefore, it should be clear to us. Shekol ma sheyuchal adam lehimolet minanyanim ha'ele roi sheyaser anything a person can do to distance themselves, to escape from things which could be makshal them, he should do it. That way he's more protected from the Ra, from the whatever bad is going to be the result of what, what would otherwise affect the person. And this is the important line. So let's go back to the first one first before we come to the Spanish line. We already understand that the point of this world is Behem Benisai. But we also know that it's not easy to be Behem Benisai. The person is weak, and Bishas decided he's maybe he'll be misguided. It's possible he'll be nichshal too. And therefore, we understand that the best thing to do is avoid the nisayin. Now, what does that mean? If I avoid the nisayin, how is I even in the nisayin? If I was in the temptation, I had to fight really hard not to be nichshal something, and I won. Oh, I was in the nisayin. But if I sidestepped it, so where was I in the nisayin? I missed the nisayin. I ducked it. So where was like where where did I, where, did I, where was that? Where did I get the mail of being in the nisayin if I wasn't? If I wasn't, I didn't do that. I avoided the insulin completely. So where did I get, yeah. where did I get this? That's what I'm asking. He says, the nicer person's job is to be over insulinous. The nicer person is weak, and therefore a person should avoid the things which bring him to insulinous. So if I'm going to do that, then I won't be over insulin. I'll miss insulin altogether. So why, why, where, where am I going to grow? Where am I going to grow? Let's give a practical example. The Torah tells us the Isra of Yechud. Why is that? Why the Torah tells us the Isra of Yechud? Because if a man and a lady are yichud, so there is a strong temptation to the lever. Now, if a person was in the situation and they were miskabir, so they can say, so we're going to If you're going to tell me, don't go into the situation in the first place, okay, so I won't be, I won't be tempted, but on the other hand, I never grew. I never withstood the temptation. Yosef Atzalik landed up in that situation. He was strong enough to withstand. That's a, maybe made Yosef Atzalik. But now if a person is going to say, no, I'll never go near such a situation. I'll keep far away from it. Okay, so then you maybe you don't have the challenge, but you're not going to grow from the challenge either. So why is it better for a person? Why is it better for a person? I'm trying to say that Hashem will test me. Oh. Well, we're, we're we're coming with the hanacha that it is better, and now the question is why. Testing for a second that a person should put themselves into the nisayanis. We know a person again. The Torah says yichud aser. Is we're not meant to try and put ourselves in the nisayanis. Right, the Torah says don't put yourself in the nisayanis. Avoid the nisayanis. I'm trying to explain the Rambam's Shabbat. Why? Why would that be a better answer to go? Now you could say, well, it's a, 
that's a cost benefit analysis. That it's true, I might gain much more of a misgaber. <laughs> On the other hand, you might lose much more of a nirsha. So you know what? Like the Gemara says, let me do shema le mukteh. I don't want the honey, I don't want the beast thing. I'm not going to touch it. If I get the honey, that's great. But I might get stuck. So it's better to avoid both sides. But then how's the person going to grow? If I'm always going to run away from the potential of, of nisayinus, so how am I going to grow? Smaller so, Smaller but, but then them too. Let me, if I can try avoid this, let me try avoid the nisayin as well. But the ones that, that are pretty confident about, so those I'll take head on and then eventually grow to the, to the point where I feel confident enough to even the bigger ones. So I hear what you're saying. There's logic in it. But the is we don't find at any stage that there is matter, a person putting himself into nisayin, uh, to, to even Davin Amelech, like I've never said before, he put himself into nisayin. As great as he was, was the wrong thing to do. So what's the answer? Even David Hashem himself to do Right. Sign, whatever it is. So what's the answer? The answer is like this. And that is, there's, let's, let's talk about the, this, the, the second part first. There's two parts to an that a person can be miscarried in his head. The one is when the factors of the Avera are in front of a person. The temptation is here. So then, right then, he has to be misguided not to do it. Now, at that stage, like we said, there's lots of times, it's more difficult. Because if, if the Avera is behest again, so to speak, it's easy for him to be Neksha, then it takes much more Gvera not to be. So it's true. If a person is confronted with a new sign, someone puts down a, a steaming plate of delicious smelling tray food in front of him. So then his sign is right here. So yes, he can be misguided around it, but it's harder because the temptation is in front of him and it, 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 it makes it harder for him to be misguided, makes it easier for him to be nirsha. But there's another temptation also, and I keep speaking about because the side in Musa. And that is, just like there can be a physical metzias of temptation, there's a temptation of the demian. There's a temptation of the demian. And a person starts to think about something and then his mind provides a temptation for him. So let's say, you walk past a non-kosher restaurant and you think, oh, I'm sure they have the most delicious steaks inside there. Now, you're not sitting in the restaurant with a steak on the plate in front of you, which is true, but you're thinking about it. And you dream, you can smell it and you think, wow, I should really go in and eat that steak. And now the person at that says, is, no, I'm not going to do it. It's true, I wasn't confronted with the Nisayan, so to speak, poil. But what stopped me going in was to be misguided on the Nisayan in my mind of what I would gain by going there. And Mimela, there's a level of being only in there and also. There's a level of being only in there and also. It's not that I have to, so to say, have the Issa right in front of me, staring me in the face. I have to say, should I, shouldn't I? And then I hope I'll be misguided, but maybe I won't. If I, if I, in my mind, I'm aware of the, of the Nisayan, of the, what, the temptation, and I decide mm-hmm. I'm not going to go for it, I'm going to keep away from it. So then Be'etzim was only in too. Which means, if I never knew where of a trade restaurant, I don't know such things existed. I grew up on the street with no any kosher restaurants. I never heard of anything else. Then I would never be misguided by any sign. I didn't know about any sign at all. But if a person knows about it, and you can imagine it, and you can connect, and you can think about what the sign would be, what the trade would be, and behold, this, I'm keeping far away from it. I'm only been sign without getting to the stage that I actually had to, uh, so to speak, had the option to eat it, and I didn't. I was only being a sign of wanting to eat it and not going near it. And it's the same thing we gave the example before of Yichud. 
A person doesn't have to put himself into a matzav of yichud to be misgabra in the type. It's there beforehand. And when a person, what would attract the person to be in the matzav yichud in the first place is the same thing. So therefore, if he's misgabra at that stage, is he misgabra on the nisayin too? Is, except it's a much safer way to misgabra on the nisayin because that way, I misgabra on the nisayin when I wasn't really at that stage able to do, to, to be nichsha. So at that stage, I misgabra and made I can only gain. Whereas when a person brings himself to the stage where it's a real option to do the Avera, then it's much more risky because then they might end up doing the Avera. Yeah, but the person who's misgabber when it's in front of him, he's obviously much more built than when it's only in his dimming, right? Not necessarily. No? Not necessarily. And maybe it's, a, it's, it's more challenging to hold back, but if when a person thinks what he wants, and he could do it, and that's that he stops himself, it's the same with strength. I could do it if I wanted to. I want to. Something's my uh, yeah, tired for something is pushing me to do it. I said, no, no, stop. It's not the right thing to do. I'm going to misguide it. So that's and it's the same queer. Uh, it's not that if it's in front of him, it's like lifting a 100-pound weight, and if it's only his dimming, 20-pound weight? Maybe. Maybe not. So he grows stronger. Maybe, maybe not. In a sense, sometimes being misguided on the dimming is easier. It's harder, I mean. Be miscaver on, on the, the dimin is sometimes harder. One second. When, when we say the dimin, we mean to not think about it anymore. Or no, when I do do think about it, and I say I'm not going to do it, and I'm not going to act it out. I'm not going to act it out. Sometimes that's harder. Because there's gavers there too. And now the gemara with the guy you wanted to talk to the girl. Yeah, whatever it's going to be. And we said a number of reasons for this. The one reason is I'll give you three, but there was. The one reason is. Because the dimin makes things better than the reality, right and therefore the person imagines something's going to be is normally more than the reality. Yeah. Or I actually see it, it's like, ah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I was dreaming for. It's like kind of disappointing. And so then that takes away from the temptation. Whereas when the person's dreaming about it and imagining it, then it's much, it comes full kind of full like every mind can make it sound much better than it really is. And to misgabber that, therefore, is going to be harder. That's the first reason why misgabber dimin is harder. Number one. Number two, there's no other factors involved which stop a person except for Yerushalayim. When a person is confronted with the real Avera, there's a shadow of me or any. Who's going to see me? Maybe somebody will catch me. Maybe I'll get caught for this. Maybe someone's going to get me into trouble. <coughs> so there are other factors which are going to stop a person doing it. Whereas when it talks about the Dimian, so the only thing which is going to stop a person is Yerushalayim. Because at that stage, there's no factor which is going to, so to speak, get into trouble for, which is going to work as a way to stop it. That's the second point. I mean, maybe people can look at what you're doing, and maybe they're going to embarrass if people see what you're doing, but no one knows what you're thinking. And therefore, if a person can control what they're thinking, it's only the man Hashem. There's no, there's no one else who knows, there's no one else who, who, who could, kill, uh, so to speak, act as a at deterrent. It's only Hashem who knows. So that's the second reason why some of the, the miscarbrous of the Dimian is harder than the miscarbrous of the, the mice. That's the second point. And the third point, is the, the something which affects a person's dimion will come much more often than the matthias of the lemaisa. Uh, for the lemaisa uh, temptation to happen, it has to have all the situations, the factors falling into place that I'm challenged with the reality. To be challenged with my dimion is the whole time. It doesn't need all those things to happen, so it could be much more frequently. For example, the person who wants to eat the tray for steak it's actually been a situation where he now has gone to the restaurant and they've said, and that's how they do. It takes a few steps of preparation. Put on where, a big mustache. Yeah, whatever it's going to be. Whereas to dream about it, you can dream about it every day. And you have to think, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go that route. 
there's a certain ex- like ex- steady Hiskad Brasinat. Okay, so these are all reasons why a person can be Omer bin Nisayan on the step of being Omer bin Nisayan before it's the Mesa. And that's what a person is meant to do. Because when the time it gets to the Mesa, sometimes the, the, it's, the temptation, the possibility of falling for the temptation is stronger, and we know a person's weak. That's more likely to happen. That's something else. That's, a, that's, that's why it's true. Everything is the same in But the Nisayan doesn't have to be something which is a physical Nisayan. The Nisayan can be something which it's uh, the very fact that it exists presents a Nisayan. And we made a, a miscaber on the Nisayan by deciding Merosh not to meet it. Okay, so there I can still grow. Now, the critical line of that's we already know before, there's nothing new in the system we spoke about right at the beginning. But now the Chidish wants to tell us, which is like it's the matter of precious. And that's this next line. He says you should know something. There's no such thing as a tiny in this world which doesn't bring to chet. There's no such thing as a tiny of as a tiny a pleasure in this world which doesn't bring to chet. And therefore, every time a person is enjoying something which they something pleasurable, they're setting themselves up for a chet. Now that's a pretty extreme statement because yeah, we're not talking a couple of wine flavored salsa. So where's the chait in every in every maisa that we we enjoy? So it's going to give two, three examples, and then let's see how we do with them. Derech Moshe, Amaychel v'Amishta, eating and drinking. Even kashenikum we call Yisrael Achila. It's all food of the best of Shirim. It's no chashash on the kashos, completely kosher. In Emutarim him. So there's no one's going to be nichshal in eating trey. It's all mutar. Amnam, milei akeres Moshech Achar Prikasol. If a person's too full, it brings the precursor. Now, we have to explain it a little bit. Chazal say it. Chazal say in Parshas Eikev, Pen Teichel V'tisbeh, So you see that there's a danger in being full. So yes, it's permitted to eat, a person can enjoy eating, but Lemaisa, eating has an inherent danger in it. And that is when the person feels dissatisfied, Pen Tzavati V'kichashni, V'yishman Yishun V'yivat. It causes a person to, so to speak, be parakal. So well, if you don't eat to the to sage. It's not like, now it's kosher. Okay, no, no, nothing to worry about. Everything's fine. No, you should know. Eating uh, can get to a stage where it can bring to mechshal too. It doesn't mean that every time you taste a morsel. It doesn't mean every time you taste a morsel. Eating presents in a certain situation, which could bring to a problem. Revolver, I'm so clearly saying this many times. He said, if you want to see the marshal of the that eating causes precursor, he says it's because people have more kavan in Shemarasra than in Benjamin. Yeah. Right? Because Benjamin is a Darais, Shemarasra is a Darabon. And it's very rare to find a person who's Mechavan in Benjamin like Gaon Shemarasra. Mm-hmm. Why? So it's because they just ate in the protocol. Yeah. It's uh, neither involved to say something like that. I would have said it's a different situation. You're standing in Shul, you're sitting at a table. But no, that once you've eaten, it's a, it's a gather of precursor. You don't bench it the same way you talk to Hashem as you do in Shemarasra. Scary thing. Anyway. That's the danger of eating. Uh, alcohol, there's a pleasure people get in that too. And then it's Poshet. Moshe Kharav has no Sushar Minim Rai. Takes a person's dice and that's it. All kinds of other affairs. And that's even on a one-time basis, which means if a person is sitting down to drink, you should know. You're doing something which could potentially require uh, new, 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 new,
even to satisfaction in drinking a lot. So if that's the case, he's setting himself up a different problem. And that is, if one time he doesn't have what he's used to, he's going to feel deprived. He's going to feel he's missing something. Or someone to deliver the coffee one morning. Right? And if this is, this is a very interesting one. This is maybe a more distant uh, like effect of a taiva, but he says, therefore a person gets into a habit of having a certain level of living, and now that's going to make him have to work to maintain that standard. And therefore you think, what's the big deal? I'm getting used to having uh, eating and living on a certain standard. That brings us off uh, the Nisoyen of having to make sure that I can afford to keep up that standard. Chavit Chaim writes about this. I was actually dealing with somebody in his safe, uh, in his safe uh, at the end of Zechari Miriam. So one of his a safe called Zechari Miriam, Chavit Chaim, and it's, it's a pedal. I was dealing with a Shri Adgenish with a few guys in America. He says something unbelievable. He says, I think that all the, all the problems in our door are because People are too accustomed to living luxuriously. Now, you must remember, the Chaim is right, luxuriously. They got used to a high standard of Adam Azar, and he says, that dainty, that's a problem for all the Tsarists in the Adar. Now, he wasn't talking about the New York of the 1990s, right? He was talking about Radin of the 1920s. Like, what is the luxury they were living exactly? They didn't have running water, they didn't have electricity, they didn't have a, a cars. So, what luxury was he talking about that they were living with? I'm not even sure. I don't know, they were very poor. But whatever that level of luxury was, the Nechavit Chaim writes this. He says, but the this is the reason for all the Tsaras in Adar. It's the Pera de Kazakh. And he explains, because once people get used to some level, they have to try to fight with each other to make more pranas, and they start talking much more about each other, and then they start trying to do things which are completely honest to try and make money. He goes through all the things a person could do. Yeah, and then... doesn't have to go very far to have a high level of luxury to do that. You can even... You know, living it up in Radin in the 1920s can already be a source of a mechshel. Wow. Amazing thing. Yeah, you know, if you saw the world of today, I don't know. But either around, so the sense that also, just just getting used to something, is also setting yourself up for an insight. Because now that I'm used to it, so now if I don't get it, I'm going to have to feel that I have to need the take of Amal Parnasa, Virgis Akinian, to get what I'm used to. And what's the problem with that? Dishonesty and stealing and being and lying to people, all the other variants which come from that. And besides for that, like you said, it starts coming to show. And as a result of that, it's going to take his time of eating and davening and learning and everything else. Which would never have affected him. He wouldn't have gotten used to eating breakfast every morning. He wouldn't have had the whole problem. Fashat, he got himself into the situation. And that's why he says, you see that anything a person does, which, which is a source of Hanoah, is, is a starting point which could bring a Mirshah. Now, does he say it has to bring? But he says, his lashon was, it's Moshech Acharaf. It brings as a result of it a certain Nisai. The point is that you have to fight it. And therefore the point the is the, 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 the point the point is don't assume that having a no is something which comes with like with no strings attached. Once a person gets used to a hana, it comes with a it comes with a nisai. It comes with a nisai, whatever the nisai is going to be. So uh, 
just in these two examples so far, we're, we're saying that, if I'm understanding this correctly, there's nothing wrong with eating, but you have to make sure to not get to the point where then no beer creakers are. Right. And also, there's nothing wrong with enjoying, let's say, gashmis, close gashmis, as long as you don't take it too seriously to the point where you're going to be mishabit to it. Right. But, in order to do that, it means a person has to set boundaries for themselves to stop it happening. To stop it happening. So any time a person raises his raises his level of gashmis in any way... So then he has to be yeah. worried. Be careful. You're now making yourself a standard which you're going to have to summer maintain. Can and it's going to be hard to do that. Is it possible for someone to raise their level of... and then be okay just, just going back? So we're going to talk about that. So I'm going back to one other thing again. I had some revolver, but like I said, it's something I don't like talking about too much because I don't think today, even then, it was hard to understand. But today, I don't think people relate to such an idea. And I've always said this often. He used to say that when, if, he used to say when, you, when you're going after Shabbos, you decide you're going to eat breakfast. He said, before you go sit down, decide what you're going to eat. Decide what you're going to eat. You're selling two pieces of bread, you're three pieces of bread, you're selling two pieces of bread and a coffee, or two pieces of bread and cheese, whatever it's going to be. Decide what you're going to eat. He said the idea of going to eat and then deciding how much I want is partially the exact opposite of this precious. It's eating now that I see the food I want more and more I'm, there's nothing to hold me back what's going to stop me eating more? what's going to stop me having four pieces of bread? and you think what's the tragedy of four pieces of bread? that's exactly the precious we're talking about because when a person eats because he sees food or because it looks good to him he's going to get the bread whereas if a person decides this is what I'm going to eat so I made a gather that's what I need and like you used to say it doesn't make it again okay. we're talking we're talking of a different dough uh, what to say even if they put out the jam, jelly, to eat with the bread that morning, I'm still not going to eat more than my two pieces of bread. You know, once you decide what you're going to eat, now I'm not going to just eat because I see food. But why? Because when a person gets into the habit of deciding uh, what I see, then I decide how much I'm going to eat, so then we made that that's setting myself up for precursor. It's a scary thing. Whereas if I decide, Mirosh, this is what I need, and therefore I'm not going to get to the stage of being overfull, of, of eating extra. And that's what I need in order to be able to learn the next day, in order to have strength for the day. That's what I'm going to eat, not more than that. It's a dark. But the approach of well, how much I'm going to eat at the Kiddush, well, let's first see what they've got at the Kiddush. Yeah. Is, and if it's taka good, and of course I'm going to eat. Uh, it has a heksha, right? So then that, that's setting yourself up for a soul, because then that's giving into a taiva which is going to bring to the, the problem. And the same thing with everything else. If a person is to make a cheshman, a person like a cheshman, he talks about what level of gashmas they have. Is it something which is worthwhile or not worthwhile? And if it's just, well, if I can have it, why not? Is not is the approach, well, everything I can have now, why not? But then I'm going to have to work hard to maintain that standard. And then it's going to, maybe that's going to be negative. And therefore, the, 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 the point that comes out of all the examples he gave is, don't just look to have Hanar because Hanar is available. And even because Hanar is mutter. Understand that Hanar comes with a new sign. And therefore, I have to think, Mirosh, how I'm going to limit the Hana that it's not going to bring me to the Nisayin. Because otherwise, I'm not, that's where I'm going to land up. Um, and if you want the best example for this, uh, I've seen it time and again, when someone comes to the, the aunt or relative or cousin comes to visit, and of course they have to bring a present for the kids, and of course, what are they to bring the worst thing in the world? A full bag of toffees. Right? Uh, ah, so nice to see you, and it's like, a bag of a hundred sticky toffees. And what's the kid going to do? Get all over the He's going to sit down and eat. 
and so the night off is left. And he's going to be sick and he might ruin his teeth and he might ruin the furniture. It doesn't make a difference. Why? Because he doesn't have any concept of this precious. No, he doesn't normally eat toffees all day because no one's giving him toffees all day. But now that he has the opportunity, so of course, why not? Why can't I eat them? Khani gave them to me, so why can't I have them all? And the idea is because, you know, some restraint. That's the precious. It doesn't have that. Okay, well, they're kosher. They're mine. Why not? And uh, that, that's the art. Oh, we understand you're going to set, land up with the problem. So that, that's the same matter. And when a person allows himself to get Hanar, Hanar is going to bring to an Isai. And unless the person decides, Rosh, this is my limit. And he may, I'm not going to let myself get to that stage where I'll, I'll get challenged. That's where they're going to end up. Because naturally, the Hanar is just going to like, convince the person to go more and more down that road until they meet the Mechshah. And that's why he says, if a person has a name Baroshe, and understands Baroshe, I want to avoid the Mechshah, so then part of avoiding the Mechshah is limit the Hanoah which is going to bring to it. And we made it that way, I'm blocking this path which will land up at the Mechshah at the end of the road. And like I said, a person doesn't lose by that. Other than the fact that I can foresee the Mechshah and avoid it, I still get the Mechshah of distancing myself from it. I don't have to be find myself in the position where it's in front of me in order to be scabbed on it. So, that's the There's more to talk about, but the idea of a precious is meant to be, that's a resort to that.